so welcome to this uh, podcast on the state of the African fertilizer market and particularly the impact of COVID-19 or, or coronavirus. Um, I think it's important to stress at the outset that it is very early days and the the pandemic that we've seen in various parts of the world, obviously Southern Europe, um, Northern Europe and the US, it, the pandemic is going through different countries at different rates and affecting uh, regions in very different ways. Africa has yet to sort of record a massive pandemic uh, on the scale that we've seen elsewhere. Um, but obviously the, the fear is that it is only a matter of time. And given that the the size of the population, the relatively underdeveloped um, health systems that we have in some of the poorer countries and the concentration of the population all lends itself to um, considerable concern. But at the moment, uh, it's important to say that the impact on the fertiliser market has been relatively uh, small. There have been impacts on oil and crop markets. There's been uh, a lot of impact on local currencies. We've seen this in Kenya. Uh, obviously, there's been weakness in the South African um, brand as well, um, which has made imports more expensive. But in the main, most of the fertiliser markets, particularly on the West and in the East, the big ones, have done most of their importation. So the impacts we're seeing are more in terms of curfews that are in place in countries such as Senegal and the Ivory Coast, uh, although, again, these are largely fourth quarter and first quarter import markets. We've seen it, too, in Rwanda, Kenya, Democratic Republic of Congo. And as a result of that, you're seeing logistical issues. So there's been certain ports uh, that have imposed increased restrictions, which is slowing the rate of discharge and also limiting movement of fertilizer from the ports into the supply chain. And there are some specific examples of that, which we'll get into a little later. Um, but the vast majority of import requirements and demand has already been met. IFDC, uh, we spoke with last week, they estimate that between 50 and 70 percent of the fertilizer needed for West Africa are actually already in place in countries like Ivory Coast, uh, Benin, Burkina Faso, uh, with the various tenders that were covered and uh, awarded back in the fourth quarter of 2019. Also, the both the east and the southern parts of Africa tend to apply their fertilizers in the second half of the year. So there's a little bit of a lag yet. Um, and also Western Africa has secured most of its MPKs. Burkina Faso and the Ivory Coast have plenty of stock. South Africa has adequate urea stocks. Obviously, that has now entered a, a three week lockdown back on the uh, 26th of March, although the market is now off season. We were we were in Cape Town yeah, in, in February and there weren't any real concerns in terms of sourcing material at that time. There is a little bit of delay uh, of shipments against the Mali um, CMDT tender. Uh, that's a little bit behind schedule. Um, but Tanzania also bought heavily on urea back in the fourth quarter and the first quarter of 2019 uh, and 2020. In terms of direct impacts, the most notable um, consequences of coronavirus, uh, mainly in Kenya so far, we saw the Kenya Tea Development Agency, the KTDA, cancel its 25th of February tender to buy best part of 90,000 tonnes of 2655. That's been postponed indefinitely and uh, KTDA specifically mentioned that it was unable to proceed with the tender because of uncertainty surrounding the disruption. 
caused by coronavirus and the ability to supply and then ship through the supply chain. Also in Kenya, there was a 100,000-ton-a-year MPK steam granulation plant that MEA was meant to be commissioning uh, in in uh, Nakuru. And that's specifically because of a lack of Chinese engineers. So the tests at the Ferti plant facility were meant to start in, well, any time now, March, April time. But the coronavirus outbreak delayed the return of Chinese engineers to Kenya because of the Chinese lockdown. So that's a very specific impact. The return date isn't known. They are looking at new personnel to uh, complete the work and perhaps tentatively test runs may start in June or July, but that's been delayed. Also, um, in Ivory Coast, uh, the government failed to classify fertilisers as a strategic commodity, which meant that movement from the port of of Abidjan, uh, fertilisers in trucks that was being imported, was blocked for a few days. And it, it actually took a letter from the IFDC to ECOWAS, which persuaded the Ivory Coast to reclassify fertilisers as a strategic or essential commodity. Um, So that did impact. And I think there's a very strong message from the IFDC, which is called on ECOWAS not to subject fertilisers to any kind of restrictions on importation, distribution or use within those 15 member countries. So they, they actually sent a letter to the ECOWAS. Um, The ECOWAS is the Economic Community for West African States. And they sent a letter to the Commissioner for Agriculture on the 1st of April, which underlined the importance of maintaining agricultural production and avoiding a food crisis in the West Africa region. So this meant that all fertilisers, both organic and inorganic, should be considered, uh, quote, a strategic product without borders during the coronavirus pandemic. And also, as originally decreed under the Africa Fertiliser Summit, which sought to bolster the usage and consumption of fertilisers, the Abuja, the so-called Abuja Declaration way back in 2006. So the the IFDC recommendation was that um, this should apply to all poor activities, including manufacturing, blending, logistics and domestic and also very importantly, interregional trade. There's a lot of interregional trade. So one um, import country may take product partly for a landlocked country further within the African region and also they wanted to bolster the rights of distributors and retailers actually at the farm gate level to supply agricultural um, producers with those fertilizers and maintain food production. So in conclusion I think it's very important it's an obvious statement but markets are very much driven by sentiment and by perception and any pandemic in Africa is going to create major challenges for, for a region that has poorly equipped health services. Uh, Africa has a disproportionately vulnerable population due to HIV, malnutrition, overcrowding, which would be a breeding ground for the virus. And I think that's very much the concern that if if the virus takes hold of of these areas, um, that the impact will be disproportionately larger than it would be in in more developed nations. But the governments in Africa have moved quickly. They've imposed uh, stringent measures measures to curb the spread of the virus. And some have actually argued that Africa, having faced multiple previous pandemics, such as Ebola or Lassa fever, could be uh, could be better prepared in some respects. But obviously, uh, uh, the hope is that it doesn't come to that. I think the concern for the fertilizer market and why I 
bodies like the IFTC have come out with uh, the statements that they've made is that there is a concern about a sudden knee-jerk change of policy uh, from those governments that are keen to avoid any kind of civil unrest. I think there's been a degree of sensitivity to the fact that it's very difficult to ban outright movement of people and some of the approaches that governments have taken haven't been the same as you've seen uh, in terms of the lockdown um, because of the you know the the, the, the black economy the the, the the more informal working practices that that, that Africa in, employs um, but banning fertilizer imports or li- limiting internal movement creates all kinds of problems and will impact uh, the fertilizer market very quickly I think there's also a concern that as the pandemic takes hold, their governments will reallocate their budgets, which could yet lead to uh, more delays in more tenders. Now, we're still some way away from some of the big tender seasons, particularly in West Africa and also in places like Ethiopia, which really don't kick in until August, September, October. So we're quite a long way away from that. But Again, it's not just the uh, logistical impact that that could be an issue, but also the allocation of funds from governments that have got uh, more pressing needs. So I hope that's been a useful little introduction. Obviously, the the situation is, um, as many people have said, very fluid. Uh, We will be watching this market very, very closely. And obviously, we uh, hope to bring you more news uh, as and when we get it. We're working closely with the IFDC, actually, in terms of... uh, helping spread the word and uh, giving more regular updates. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, stay tuned to uh, argusmedia.com. And once again, my name has been Mike Nash, uh, Senior Editor uh, Fertilizers at Argus. Thanks very much.